at what point, Josh Helmer, at what point, as we welcome you into Hour 3 of the Plank Show, does Cleveland start to wonder if they made a horrible mistake? Probably, I would imagine, like, midway through the day they signed him. <laughs> uh, we've got a big story involving one uh, Deshaun Watson that we'll get to in the top five stories of the day. But, Josh, Hour 3 as always, is brought to you by... Well, thank you for asking. It's brought to us by Rooftech of Oklahoma, locally owned and operated for 30 years. Give Josh Tucker and the crew over at Rooftech a call for all of your roofing needs, 405-703-4245, where they guarantee the highest quality workmanship in the roofing industry. All right, it is time for the top five stories of the day and as always it's brought to you by newcastle casino the best reels in the metro newcastle newcastle casino where real gamers come to play bring you the top five stories of the day we start with big story number five Oops. oh ah, music big story number five number five oh. big story number five all right we'll be quick with five and four because they're non OU related things um big story number five Quinn Snyder officially out as the head coach of the Utah Jazz. Uh, seems like it was his decision and lays out when he decided to step down. You never have complete clarity on something like this. You know, I think Saturday night, you know, after thinking about it for a significant period of time, course of weeks, and felt like it was time. Meanwhile, Darvin Ham was introduced as the new Lakers coach, and he talked about Russell Westbrook. Don't get it messed up. Russ is one of the best players our league has ever seen, and there's still a ton left in that tank. I don't know why people tend to try to write him off. I'm going to approach him like I do every player I've ever encountered. Um, and then, of course, you've got uh, – listen, I don't have anything more from a coach's press conference when it's not in our market or care zone, right? But – if you want Darvin Ham coverage, the uh, the four letter is all over it for you today. ESPN's got you covered. Meanwhile, Quinn Snyder beforehand rumors that he could be the guy to replace Greg Popovich and that he is taking over uh, as Popovich's top assistant coach. So a couple stories we'll keep an eye on. Has the NBA Finals done much for you? Two blowouts in the first – well, one game that was an implosion in the fourth quarter by the Warriors, but a blot in game two. Do much for you? No, it hasn't okay. yet. Well, the fourth quarter explosion in game one from Boston was pretty fascinating. It had the it was set up for a great finish, but Golden State just never responded in that fourth quarter. But for Boston to score the forty points the way they did hit, what, seven consecutive threes, I think, to start that fourth quarter and in NBA Finals, fourth quarter record, four three-pointers made. I mean, it was very exciting. Game two was a total dud. Boston, right. they have got to figure out whatever's going on with them in third quarters. If they're going to be winning an NBA championship, that has got to change for them. But, yeah, I mean, so far, it's the series is even one apiece. We'll see. Uh, I, I think that – Probably it ramps up in terms of competitiveness once we get this thing shifted over to Boston. I'm just forecasting probably each team wins one of these games. Agreed. Agreed. All right, big story number four. Number four. Two quick NFL notes. Um, well, actually, I guess three. 
Debo Samuel is expected at Niners minicamp after missing OTAs. Uh, the Chicago Bears have had to forfeit an OTA practice because they had on-the-field contact. And the Rams have made Aaron Donald the best-paid non-quarterback in the league. So those are three big NFL stories. But I'm sorry, Josh, this latest accusation against Deshaun Watson. I mean, this is – what are we doing right now, NFL? Why is he not on the commissioner's exempt list? Why is why is there not um, a, a suspension that's been talked about or has been forthcoming? This has become one of the greatest, to me, mishandlings that we've seen from the NFL. And I, I, the, it's the 24th lawsuit against Deshaun Watson. And by the way, apparently – it could lead to the Browns being able to void some of his guarantees. Yeah, the National Football League, you feel like at some point there has to be some sort of concrete punishment if they're going to go the punishment route. I know 24 is an alarming number, so we think that eventually that's an inevitability that he will get punished in some way, shape, or form. But the problem the National Football League has run into on this deal is that there's no end in sight. So do you punish now? Do you wait to punish? You know, we've had feedback, right, that they kind of want to punish him in a year where it's going to be more punitive for Deshaun Watson. Do you punish for multiple seasons? I I think that that can be on the table for the National Football League. But – when lawsuits continue to stack up upon other lawsuits and sexual assault allegations, y- you kind of have to wait, don't you, until the dust settles a little bit? Maybe. Maybe. I just I, – I guess there's a little bit of Baker frustration here too. But I tell you something, man. I am just – I am shocked. I am shocked that they still haven't come to a decision yet about what they're going to do. Absolutely, positively shocked by the National Football League. All right, big story number three. Number three. I've got two golf stories here for you, Josh, two. Um, Number one, congratulations to Ryan Hibble. The Sooner head coach was honored as the National Coach of the Year by the Golf Coaches Association of America. It was announced on Monday. And can you give me like a Cliff Notes version of the Live Golf Series, and is it okay if I'm actually kind of excited about it? Yeah, absolutely it's okay that you're excited about it. So Cliff, Note, Cliff Notes version, this is a Saudi-backed golf league. It is – it's a startup, and basically now PGA Tours, uh, PGA Tour players, they're defecting from the PGA Tour. Kevin Na was the first name, and that's – you know, not really a notable name, at least not anymore. Dustin Johnson is a notable name. Phil Mickelson has sort of been – he's been made into the poster boy for this league, but it's not just Phil Mickelson. Again, D- Dustin Johnson now is the biggest name that is uh, stepping away from the PGA Tour to play in this new startup league. The purses in this Saudi-backed league for Live Golf, they're substantial. And locally, Taylor Gooch is someone that is going to play in this Live Golf League. The first event is coming up this uh, this week from out in London. Then I believe it swings over to Portland after that. It's just eight 
nine events in this inaugural year. We'll see if it grows beyond that moving forward. But clearly, the PGA Tour has drawn a hard line in the sand that's basically said if you play in the Live Golf League, you're renouncing potentially your membership in the PGA Tour. You could be subject to fines, et cetera, so on and so forth. And basically now what we're seeing is the pushback from some of these players that want to play in the Live Golf League and that want the opportunity at some of these big-time purses. They're saying, all right, so long, see you later, PGA Tour. I'm in. Three rounds. You know, I like watching Dustin Johnson. I like watching Phil Mickelson. I guess I never really had a problem with the PGA tournament, but competition is good. We'll see how it plays out. All right, big story number two. Number two. The Oklahoma Sooner baseball team is off to the Super Regionals after eliminating the Florida Gators yesterday in what was a, I don't know, dare I say dicey, a little bit contentious Series between the Sooners and the Gators. And I'll tell you what, man, this team has been fun to watch down the stretch this season. Here was the final call from Toby Rowland on the Sooner Radio Network. Here's the 2-2. Got him! Swinging! And you can unhitch the wagon! Put the ponies in the barn! The Sooners are super! Oklahoma beats Florida in the Gainesville Regional. Final score on Monday night after eight hours and 47 minutes. It's Oklahoma 5 and Florida 4. And they are headed to Blacksburg, Virginia for the Sweet 16. How about that? Great call by T-Row. Last time the Sooners went to the Super Regional, I was right, 2013. That was Jonathan Gray and uh, Aaron Nola for LSU. That was a fun series, maybe one of the better pitching duels I've seen. Uh, Baton Rouge was hopping. I, I mean, I get chills thinking it sucked because we lost. And, you know, I was thinking about guys like, you know, Max White. That was his final game as a Sooner. A lot of really, really, really fun times on that trip. But the uh, – the loss in 13 to LSU. And then 2012 was when they went to Columbia, South Carolina and had that massive rain delay. And John Gray came back in and pitched after the rain delay. So 2022, we're off to Blacksburg for a showdown with Virginia Tech. And afterwards, Toby called up with Jackson Nicholas because he was one of the stars. Uh, the fans were on you all weekend. Did it bother you at all? You know, I really just tried to quiet the noise and stay focused on what our plan was at the play and what our plan was in the, during the game so that way we can come out on top and be celebrating like we are right now. Tell me that eighth inning at bat. How'd you uh, get that single through the right side? You know, it was just kind of fight for your life mode. I uh, had a runner in scoring position. I knew we needed insurance. I knew that, that one run wasn't going to be enough. I, uh, I was going to take everything away. I saw the pitch, threw my hands at it, and thankfully it broke through. What's this feeling feel like right now? You're headed to the Supers. You know, it's been great. We've, we believed in ourselves the whole year. We knew this was going to happen. Nobody else did, but everybody in this dugout right here. And we're, uh, we're very blessed and we're very thankful for the opportunity to go to Super Regional and compete. All right, go get in that picture. I don't want you to miss out on the picture. Thanks, Jackson. How about that? Jackson Nicholas ends up as one of the stars. I give him a chance to win in Blacksburg. It's a good team, but I give him a chance, Josh. You should. 
absolutely you should. The way that this team has caught fire, and Virginia Tech's got to be thinking, oh, man, are, are you kidding me? We, we get this team coming in over here, and they are red stinking hot. So we have the schedule. It's been set for the Super Regional for the Oklahoma Sooners. They will travel to Blacksburg and play at 2 o'clock on Friday and 11 a.m. on Saturday. Both games on ESPNU. But we've got you covered on the Sooner Radio Network with Toby with a 1.30 pregame show on our local station, the Ref 1400 and 99.3 FM in Norman. And you can find affiliates at Soonersports.com slash radio. Gets us to, of course, for me and for you, Big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Newcastle Casino, top five stories of the day. Big story number one. The Oklahoma Sooners are headed back to the championship series where they'll take on Texas. When we come back, we'll hear from Mike White. We'll hear from Hope Troutwine. We'll hear from Jocelyn Allo. And we'll hear from Patty Gasso as the Sooners and the Horns get ready for a 7.30 first pitch tomorrow uh yeah tomorrow night 7 15 with the pregame show then 6 30 on thursday 7 30 again if necessary on friday it's the plank show right here on the ref so um a couple of things as we hit on big story number one on the newcastle casino top five stories of the day um Jocelyn Allo talked about the approach between games and i thought this was really good yeah definitely just reassuring us she's not going to like yell at us before a game. I don't see the point in that. But um, she's just reassuring us and just letting us know like we're good. Like it's just about how we come out the next game. And it was all positive affirmations. Meanwhile, Hope Troutwine talked about kind of her approach to the elimination game. Um, stick to my routine. That's something I've been working on for a long time, pretty much the whole postseason now. Um, but also just treating it like another game. There's no reason to psych myself out or any of the girls out by treating it like it's a special game that we have to win. We don't we don't have to do anything. We just have to play our game, and that's what we are doing. How about Hope Troutwine in the Women's College World Series? She's 3-0 with a 1.68 ERA. She has struck out 17. Now, the walks are a little bit high. Four walks, or pardon me, seven walks by Troutwine in 16 and two-thirds of an inning. But opponents are hitting just 150 against her. And, I mean, the Sooners are outscoring their opponents by um, a total of 38 to 11. So when you're getting that kind of run support, maybe you can afford a walk or two. But, I mean, in four games, Josh, she's been exactly what Oklahoma has needed. She's been great. And – Via the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439, Sean chimed in right off the top and said, I, too, was panicked after <laughs> game one versus UCLA. And, uh, you know, I admitted to it earlier. I, I was kind of sitting up here saying, if you're looking for Jordy Ball to come in here and be the savior for Oklahoma, you need you need to settle down and look in some other places and put – put stock into what Hope Troutwine is doing, what Nicole May can do for this team. And if there was one thing that I did get right, which I was dead wrong on Jordy Ball, she made a statement yesterday that absolutely she can be a factor potentially for Oklahoma now in this championship series. One thing that I feel pretty strongly that I was vindicated on, and, and it worked out, right? It, it 
played out just fine for Oklahoma, and there's an argument to be made that it was handled correctly by the Sooners to get a little bit of a look at the pitching from UCLA and then have Hope Troutwine second. But part of what had me a little bit panicked, Blank, was that, oh, man, now you've just added this extra layer of pressure on Hope Troutwine going into the second game. Maybe she's going to have to be perfect in this second game. It didn't play out that way. She was great, though. She came out and gave you the zeros on the board early that it gets lost in translation when you win 15 to nothing and when Tiare Jennings and Jocelyn Allo do what they did yesterday in game two versus UCLA, but Oklahoma needed that stabilizing force in game two in the circle, and they got it from Hope Troutwine. She was tremendous. She was not phased by, uh, again, the moment of elimination, having to deliver with her back against the wall. She was she was fantastic, and it's something that gives you confidence going into this championship series. I kind of said yesterday, too, Plank, and obviously uh, you were getting set to broadcast the game, and then we're broadcasting the game, so I know you didn't hear this. I felt like, and this is not a disrespect to Oklahoma State and Texas, who I think mm-hmm. are both very, very good teams, just genuinely going into yesterday, I felt like UCLA was the final hurdle for Oklahoma in terms of defending the national championship and going back-to-back. And clearly it's not because you have to go win two games versus Texas. I get sure. that. Again, no disrespect. But it just, in in my mind, it felt like, Yesterday was the big final hurdle left for Oklahoma in its re- repeat quest, and it kind of turned out that way to some degree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, they will face Texas starting on Wednesday. Here was Mike White after that wild game last night. Right there. Run. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the play with Bella Dayton. You know, I mean, uh, it, it, it's kind of ironic because uh, you know we have been shooting ourselves in the foot all year and, and especially against o, OSU and uh, you know we've beaten ourselves a lot of times by making errors you know they've really put a lot of pressure on with their speed and their ability to do the short game and you don't know what's coming and uh, you know we've kind of hurt ourselves and, and today it was you know they kind of put the we put the pressure on them and it reversed itself so our defense played fantastic um, but as far as the that happening you know that's part of the game you know, and um, it's about doing the simple things sometimes, like playing catch and making good throws and making good decisions. But when you start getting out there and there's you know 14,000 people, uh, it's it's nerve-wracking. You know, and, and I, I feel for them. You know, nobody wants to go out and losing like that. But we've been there too. You know, it's wild. Think about this: conference rivals, right? Oklahoma State and Texas. They ended up playing each other six times this season. When all is said and done, by the way. Oklahoma will have played Texas six, and you know, I mean, listen, I'm not going to try to get too carried away here. Hopefully, not seven times, but six times as well. They had lost. Oh, Texas had four games this season to Oklahoma State, and had scored what two runs in those four games, maybe four. Oklahoma State ended Texas's season last year in the Super Regionals, whenever Texas had to go to Stillwater and got beat uh, two out of three. Now you get a chance not only to come back and beat them twice, but beat them at what had been their own game. I mean, Texas, we use this term a lot, worked the dirt, they got after them. It was was really something to behold. They were the aggressive team last night. 
and I gotta, I gotta tell you something. I kind of, I kind of thought Texas was done. I thought they were dead down five zip. But I mean, as impressive as a comeback as I've seen. But you also can't help. And Mike White just said it there. You say impressive comeback, but without that throwing error into the deepest part of the field, I mean, Oklahoma State's playing today. I mean, Texas didn't do anything else. Um, Oklahoma State didn't need to do anything else. They just made the one mistake, and that was it. It's just – it's got to be gut-wrenching for diehard fans of Cowgirls softball and for that team today. I hate it for them. Not the way you want to lose an end of season, Josh. A hard way to try to bounce back. And and when you were the favorite, you had to be – someone had to beat you twice. Now that's three of the last four semifinal series, and I say series – Three of the last four have been won by the team that needed to win two games to advance. Oklahoma did it to James Madison last year. Florida State did it to Alabama. And then Texas did it last night to Oklahoma State. That's unbelievable. We had gone the longest time. In the, I, it was such a good take. Josh has no retort. It, it, we had gone the longest time without a team – having been able to make their way through the loser's bracket to even get to the championship series. And now you've seen it happen, what, and I know Texas won their first game but still had to fight and scratch and claw after an early loss. Oklahoma did it. Florida State did it and won national championships. Now Texas doesn't necessarily have to go through the true loser's bracket but fights their way through. All right, enough about Texas. On the Oklahoma side of things, it's all about – defense for Patty Gasso. I love defense. I love I love home runs. I love Jossie. I love all that. But I love defense. And I do believe that defense wins championships in about every sport. So um, I feel like we've got one of the best infields in the country. But I, without question, in my mind, Grace Lines is the best shortstop I've ever seen. And I get to the pleasure of working with her on a daily basis but she makes she's so good she makes everyone around her that good so tiara has had to elevate and has gotten a lot better as jana has as well so she brings this whole infield together and she's quite an athlete meanwhile um, a little bit more from coach casso on just the win and finding a way to get it done yeah this um i think this team wanted to show nicole may we got you um, I also think they know they are very prideful and they truly do believe that no one can beat them back to back or twice, period. I mean, that's the way they think. And so they came out very calm, um, very cool, very when we knew who was pitching, they were kind of excited, like, well, okay, we know we're, we've seen it. We're ready. And they just felt very confident. I think hope felt very confident. She's been throwing really, really well. So I, I it was just kind of, I'm going to get your back. Nobody beats us twice. Sometimes having a new umpire has something to do with the way the game changes. Um, it was just a lot, like, like a start over. Let's just start over. Let that go. But it's also knowing this is it. I mean, our season could be over. And we didn't even say that, but I think that drove them because they don't want to end. They would not do well ending with a loss here today. There you go. 
Oklahoma wins it 15 nothing after losing 7-3. to OU in Texas tomorrow night. Um, one more quick one, then we'll get a break, and uh, Chris is going to join us real quick to talk some roofing. The fast start at Oklahoma really separated themselves in game two. two games like that. I think it's just the trust in our we, – we always talk about trusting our training. We work hard. We've worked hard all year long, uh, and we pride ourselves in that. Another reason – she, she didn't like – Jada Coleman walked three times, and I think she came around and score every time. Jada Coleman is the party starter, and she would be very happy with that um, title. So she, she gets everybody excited. She's fired up. She brings in the crowd. Um, so without her really like driving a ball through a gap, a walk for her just gives the bat to Jossie. There's this different kind of adrenaline when she's on and in the leadoff spot, and we've kept her there for that reason. But everybody kind of falls in once they see Jada on base, and she gets everybody fired up. So that that's a big part of this, too, is just her starting the party, so to speak. Jenny. Jada Coleman starting the party. Oklahoma wins it. They move on. They've outscored their opponents 90-10 to 10 in the uh, – 90 to 10 uh, 90 to 11 in the NCAA tournament, 38 to 11 overall in the Women's College World Series. Um, 54 of 16 games now, they've hit a home run. We've had 39 multi home run games, and uh, they've now eliminated UCLA in 2021 and 2022, and Jocelyn Allo, 10 career home runs. One quick thought on Jada Coleman before we hop to this T.O. here. Go ahead. They showed her right before game two started. You know, the TV cameras found her because obviously she's about to lead off the game, and this is before she'd stepped into the batter's box or anything, kind of hanging out over by the dugout. The look that she had on her face was pure determination. I mean, she she looked mad. She looked upset ticked off about the way game one had gone. And, you know, as someone that, you know, covers this team from a media standpoint, but also, look, I've made no bones about it. I know this upsets at least one or two of you out there. But, yeah, I'd like to see Oklahoma win. I don't think I've made that a big secret. Uh, You could call my ethics into question if you so choose. That's fine. (laughs) But she she looked upset, and it – you know, as someone, again, that wants to see Oklahoma softball be successful, it kind of left me wondering, okay, wow, uh, is she shook? What does this mean for game two? No. It, she was totally ready to be the table setter again. She's been incredible in that role for this team. And lo and behold, what happens? She and Jocelyn set the stage right there for T.R.A. Jennings to hit the three-run bomb, and you're off and running. And I, I think I mentioned this to you earlier on the show, but if I didn't, Really, as soon as Allo in inning number two hit her three-run home run, this is maybe unfair to UCLA, but didn't it kind of feel like the game was over at that point? Ball game. Ball game. When they, I even felt, Josh, I even felt that way whenever uh, UCLA came out and didn't score a run in the bottom of the first inning. When it was three-zip and UCLA didn't answer in the bottom of the first, I thought, okay. But when, when Texas answered in the bottom of the first inning on Saturday, I thought, okay, we got a game, right? Because Alo hits the two-run home run. Texas comes out. Mia Scott gets a base hit down the line. Uh, I think it scored by Janae Jefferson, and that made it 2-1. to one. I thought, okay, we got a game, 
last night, whenever Oklahoma uh, shut him out in the bottom of the first, I thought ball game. All right, uh, 11.35. We're running a bit behind. We'll get a break. Uh, Chris is going to join us to talk some roofing from here at Cavens. I'll hit the best of the Air Comfort Solutions text line. It's all coming up on a Tuesday edition of the Plank Show. I, oh, Chris is going to join us coming up here in a bit. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot to tell him during the break. <laughs> He's coming a couple of times, and we've been in the middle of our uh, going back and forth. Have you ever – do you use – you use Gmail, right? I do, yeah. Okay. Man, I <laughs> – which email service email are you talking accounts. about? Yeah. I, I use all of them. I'm sick of using <laughs> I, I email. Went, when I went to send my email uh, on Sunday to let everyone know, hey, Monday's going to be a problem, I realized I have a lot of emails for Josh Helmer. And uh, it was funny to me because – I actually, I guess it was on Saturday, excuse me. As as I was going through it, I realized, man, you, you're like me. You got a Gmail, you got a work account, a couple of others, and what we're changing our work accounts from sports talk to ref. And I was laughing because, like, it always auto-corrects to me to sending an email to me. Like, if I'm sending something to my, my, my wife, my, my sister, anyone, I just sent three emails today to myself, Josh that I was trying to send to other people. Just so, go ahead and forward that email and you're good. That's what I did. That's what I did. Uh, how about how about this for your boy? How about this? Keynote speaker. Keynote speaker on Monday, July 11th at Evangel Christian College. That's pretty cool. What uh, I'm really, ex- I'm what, really excited. What, what do you uh typically talk about in that type of setting how you got into the no industry idea. and like what do you I, I what do you know. dive into i have no idea by the way i'll need monday july 11th off um because i didn't realize this was an all-day thing <laughs> i thought i was just going to say hello here's my incredibly mediocre career thank well, you can we actually can we get you hooked up to a tie line i'd like to broadcast that live yeah you know i've got a buddy of mine named philip dowden who was a uh, a very creative and smart dude at ORU. He is a bigwig at Evangel Christian University. And he had reached out and said, hey, we want to do this workshop for future broadcasters. And you know me, I'm all about shaping the minds. So uh, he, he came up with this idea to... Um, have a workshop and it's for students. It's for, it's in Springfield, Missouri. I don't know if anyone's going to go, um, but it is, it's, it's a cool idea. You can register, you can um, hopefully learn something, but here are the things that um, here are some things that I am a panelist on. Are you ready? I'm ready. I am, I am a panelist on becoming the talent Hear from industry professionals about perfecting your craft and how to mentor young broadcasters. Do you know what I'm going to say? Here's how I mentor young broadcasters. I bury them on the depth chart, and I don't give them a chance. (laughs) That's right. You're not taking my job. Do you understand? I have three kids and a horse, okay? You're not getting my job. But then I have a uh, He kids, people. Plank has been... And he'll be modest or whatever, but Plank has been easily 
the biggest mentor in my career, which I don't know, oh, you know, you. for folks out there that they might be like, well, that's not a great endorsement for playing. Yeah. If you guys want to, I mean, it's, it's, it's a really cool deal. So I'm, I'm grateful for Philip for thinking about me and allowing me this opportunity. And, uh, I'm pumped. I, I hope you can learn. I hope you guys learn what not to do by listening to me on this radio show more than anything else. Um, let's hit some text while we wait on uh, Chris to wrap up a few things. The best way to get in touch with the show is either the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439, or you can hit us up on Twitter. That's at Plank Show. Ooh, from the 918. Hit us up. This is an old school. Because they went, they hit us the, uh, in three, two, one. They sent us this text, and they used my old school handle. Did you see what it was, Josh? At cplank1430. cplank1430 at aol.com. The buzz. Was my initial email address back in the day. I don't know if it still exists or not, but there you go. Thanks for giving a shout-out to Charles Page High School on the Westwood One broadcast. Oh, man. I will say that's one of the cool things about Oklahoma State's roster because they have so much diversity in in their Oklahoma kind of regions. You have Sidney Pennington, who is from Charles Page, Sand Springs. You have um, – Chelsea Alexander, who's from Purcell. You've got Ada in there. You've got Yukon, uh, Moore. I mean, Stillwater, Tulsa. They've got, well, I mean, technically, I guess you could say. And, I mean, Tulsa kind of in, in that whole mix. But it was just, it's it's really cool. And I'm anytime I get a chance on a national stage to talk about some of my, uh, some of my favorites, I'm going to do so. Jesse G, that is great. Uh, me trying to send an email has been a disaster so far today. Uh, all right, here, here's a few good texts to get to, 405-651-3439. All right, from the 918. Tom Brady was suspended because it was more likely than not that he knew footballs were deflated. And Deshaun Watson is still on a roster? Sexual assault and harassment doesn't rise to the level of the amount of air in footballs. He should never play in the NFL again. Now, I don't think we need to go that far yet but as these issues continue to mount josh you know what are we looking at right what are we looking at and there's a lot of Uh, people that do feel that way that that is not an uncommon thought that deshaun watson should have played his final snap in the national football league i you know for me the 24 number it's impossible to Week after week, day after day, week after week, month after month, now turning into multiple years as this thing has rolled along, to not see, you know, 12 become 13 and 13 become 20, and now we're up to 24. It's alarming. It's alarming from a sheer, the number of suits against the sexual assault allegations against Deshaun Watson, and to have the inaction against Deshaun Watson from the National Football League. It's frustrating. It is. Yeah. But until there's some any sort of legal clarity on where the situation is at, I guess for me I can to some degree understand why the National Football League hasn't acted yet. But I, I definitely understand why people are frustrated. And the 
the inequity between like that Tom Brady situation and right. the importance of what we're talking about with Deshaun Watson, the importance of what happened in Ray Rice's situation and how different different scales of punishment have been doled out by the National Football League. The the league, the shield, does not have a great history. It doesn't in issues involving these types of matters in domestic violence in uh, obviously sexual assault. So I understand why people are frustrated. You should be. All right, we'll get back to the Air Comfort Solutions text line in just a bit. Listen, my man Chris Smith is working like crazy here at uh, Cavens Construction. Wait, looking over. This is how thorough he is, Chris. You're looking over insurance to help out one of your clients right now, aren't you? That is correct. Big time. All right, uh, it's been a lot of rain. I, we only got a couple of minutes here, but you talked about it last week. What are some things you're looking for? Well, actually, you don't really have to look for anything. You just need to call you, right? Call me. Um, when we talk about some of the challenges that that people have whenever they're battling their roof issues, what should they be looking for? Obviously, leaks are one thing, but what are we keeping an eye on? Uh, well, we're looking for stains they may have in the ceiling or the the walls or bubbling or something like that. That's a that's a great indication that you got a problem going there and and uh, need to get it taken care of. Um, and again, you know, it's it's not a big thing. Uh, we we fix them. It's easy. It's it's like uh, changing a tire. I mean. It's, <laughs> Pretty, pretty simple. You know, it's not, uh, it's, it's not a, it, not everything on the roof has to be a major issue. And I know a lot of people think, oh my gosh, it's going to cost me an arm and a leg and all that, and it, and it really doesn't. So uh, just uh, get, get it fixed while, uh, you know, what's small, and, and you got no problems whatsoever. And uh, I mean, that's just that's that that makes sense. It really does. Four zero five five seven three three zero four eight. All right, one more quick one. Um, I'll let you get out of here. You, we mentioned you're you're working with a client right now as we speak. Thorough turnkey how important is that in this process you guys take care of everything we take care of it all we make it easy uh we do it every day we know what we're doing and uh you know they're in good hands and uh they can call me anytime except for tomorrow when the game's on (laughs) (laughs) are you all in who you got oklahoma texas championship series tomorrow what do you think all right right. hi mom hi dad right that's it i love him (laughs) (laughs) thanks chris he is busy he's working with a client right now working through the uh, insurance side of things, so we appreciate him jumping on here, 405-573-3048. I've got a few more texts to hit before we wrap things up. We're heading down the home stretch. It's the Plank Show with Josh Helmer on the road at Cavens on a Tuesday. Don't be confused. Came in a little bit early this week. So we got our final timeout. Come back, wrap it up right here on the Home Sooner Fans. That would give the sense that I actually care, Josh, if I did that, right? <laughs> All right. Um, I almost said let's hit the top five stories of the day. What am I doing? Uh, thanks to Chris and Gary out here um, at Cavens Construction coming in a little bit early, which means, Josh, for the rest of the week, we are in studio. Let's go. Um, I've got – you know what I think we should do tomorrow? Here's, here's the challenge. JT Gasso doesn't get back to me, Josh, if he continues to blow me off. I think it might be a DJ Gasso kind of a day on the show. What do you think? I think that's tremendous. Absolutely. Let's go. Round two. Oklahoma is also undefeated on days in which DJ Gasso comes on this program, just to make it very clear. So we'll see um, if we have to dive into that. All right, a couple of quick hit texts before we say adios. Um, I I saw something really good, actually, on the super secret textoso line, and my man Robbie DeRossett hit me up with this, and I want to give him credit. Um, It was about the the five – and how you had a faction of people that were freaking out about it. Um, Robbie writes, Still, we're discussing why women can't be confident. 
who gives an S, added to myself, if Alo throws up five fingers for a run rule statement? God, we live in a charm in society. Nobody said a thing when LeBron proclaimed that the big three in Miami were going to win not one, not two, not three, and four championships. What a joke. You know, but, we got a similar phone call off the air that was that exact same tune. Nice woman called in and said, do you think that this is a women's sports issue? And I said, I don't think so. To me, it's more that faction of folks that would be upset, which I think it's a small minority, I did people too. that were I did upset too. about Jocelyn Allo. If, in fact, that's what happened, five innings, we're ending it in five. The reception I saw was that, and again, I follow a lot of Oklahoma Twitter and whatnot, but the sprinkling of non-OU Twitter seemed to be like, whoa, that's pretty cold. I love that. <laughs> so I don't think that it was really – I don't think it was that. I think there's fatigue yeah. with Oklahoma. You've got Oklahoma and Jocelyn Allo and all these different great players for the Sooners that have been – trouncing everybody for a good period of time I think it feels like to a lot of people it's a foregone conclusion OU's about to win another national championship and guess what this is what you get when you're that program it's unbelievable unbelievable because we have to accept it people are tired of Alabama they're tired of Golden State they're tired of LeBron they're we're, we're just we're tired of winners. And then when we beat you down and you finally something happens, then we'll get on your back and love you again when we get to build you back up. So there'll be there'll be quite a celebration when someone finally knocks the Sooners from their perch. Cause it'll happen at some point. I just don't think it's gonna be anytime soon. Hey, y'all have a great rest of your Tuesday in studio tomorrow on game day on the championship series game one. Oh, you Texas. Let's go. Have a great rest of your day. Steely at Thune and Noon are next for Josh. I'm playing. Show never stops on Twitter at Josh on Ref at Plank Show. We'll see you tomorrow.